Welcome, Business Geeks, back to another Business Geeks podcast with Jennifer, Sam, and myself. Today, we have uh, so many topics to run into, questions to answer from all of you that have been submitting them over the last week. It's been a crazy week, and there's just there's just so many things. Uh, but first, I got to quickly introduce Jennifer Crawford of Sparent.co. How are you feeling today, Jen? Feeling great. Good to be here. Always good to see your shining faces. Yes. So good. So good to hear. Uh, and Samantha Riley of SamanthaRiley.global. How are you doing today? I'm Sam? doing well. Happy Merry Christmas Eve. Eve? Yes. It's Christmas <laughs> yeah. Eve. It's Christmas Eve down under. It is Christmas Eve down under. We've hit the we've hit the super craziness. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you joe how are you oh, feeling today i i am feeling wonderful it's the day before christmas eve still here on the in the in the northeast uh in the states and christmas eve uh, eve 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 a festivus <laughs> for those that celebrate the uh festival was the festivus for the rest of us and the uh and the the, the big news today was uh or yesterday really uh hitting a million views here Ooh. on the channel Yes, yes, insane, so good. insane amount uh, to me. Like it's it's you know for somebody who you know for seven plus you know seven and a half years it took to get to like a hundred and sixty thousand, hundred and seventy thousand downloads of my podcast to in one year. I didn't get all million in in the year, but I I got like eight hundred and sixty thousand, eight hundred and ninety thousand to like almost all of them uh, in the year. Uh, which is just insane to me. Massive congratulations. Thank you. Especially since I didn't really start till March, but like really take it seriously. So not even a full year to get most of those views. Uh, it's kind of crazy. So yeah, it's it, here we are. We're here on the channel. We're here streaming to a bunch of different places right now, wherever you're watching us, or if you're well, listening to us uh, in the podcast, I want to give a shout out to, was it my podcast concierge your podcast concierge.com <laughs> yes your podcast concierge.com who does all the podcast editing and putting it together for us to get it up on our rss feed that you can get at your favorite podcast player uh out source of choice so uh better than saying wherever you get your podcast <laughs> like this is now your favorite it's wherever your favorite is that's the kind of uh that's the kind of stuff that we we do and we we are very thankful for leon and his team working on doing that for our show so go check them out at your podcastconcierge.com okay so we went through some of the the good news we got to get to some bad news so jen do you want to take Oh, you brought up the story last week. Uh, yeah. Do you want to take over here? Yes. And, uh, you know, last week we talked about a similar story that took place in a, a shoe factory, I believe. No, I think it was a candle factory. I'm sorry. Candle factory. Right. Candle factory. And while we were talking about it, I thought <laughs> I was confused. And I realized that I had thought it was an Amazon warehouse. And then Joe was like, no, this is a candle factory. Jen, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, I must have just made a, uh, a mistake. And then later in the week, I found that I was not, you know, I did not lose it, that there was a very similar instance in an Amazon warehouse that was in the path of a tornado. And again, um, the management, the, the people in charge of the warehouse 
were telling people not to leave, that if they left because they felt unsafe, they would not have a job when they returned. And so obviously it put a lot of people in danger. And these are not the types of decisions that you should have to be making for yourself um, as an employee. You should not have to be choosing between your job and your life. Um, but that is exactly the position they put these poor people in. And uh, Joe, you have the article. I'm not sure exactly. the. Uh, I don't remember the numbers in terms of, you know, casualties uh 77 this article talks about at least 77 people have been officially killed by the tornado uh that devastated six amazon workers yeah so six six families this holiday season are without their loved ones because somebody put profits over people and uh you know all of us at the business geeks put people before profit Mm -hmm. uh, because this is the type of thing, this type of devastation that can happen when you don't. Mm -hmm. So uh, my hearts go out to those families and to their coworkers and everybody that was affected by that very, very bad decision. Mm. It was, it was a bad decision. Now what came out of it is this. So they had a ban on cell phones in the workplace, uh, in the warehouse, the warehouse workers. And what came out of this is them putting a pause on the plans to reinstate a ban on warehouse workers having uh, those phones. And because they weren't they weren't able to easily be notified or be able to contact people in case of an emergency in a, you know, I mean, I don't know if they are specifically in Tornado Alley, but in an area that generally gets tornadoes more so than like where I live or where Jen lives. It's it's kind of, you know, it's kind of imperative that, you know, minute seconds and minutes matter, you know, when we're talking about storms and, and especially tornadoes that can happen so quickly and move so quickly and pick and choose where they're going to devastate. Mm-hmm. So uh, so something I mean, to me, that's something positive that comes that will come out of this uh, to me, uh, you know, talking about the the ban on cell phones for employees. Look, Amazon tracks every second of every day in which you are doing things. If you're on your phone, they're going to know it. Like it's not it's not it's going to reflect in the numbers that they that they choose the KPIs that they choose to track. So I, me personally, I, I don't think it's as big of a problem as much as it's a responsibility issue on on those uh, those Amazon employees to to make sure that they're not like over you know abusing or over abusing it but with that said like amazon has enough issues with bathroom usage alone and and robo firing people so i i mean that's a whole topic for like a whole nother day but in this specific case i just wanted to point out that something positive uh potentially has come out if only for a little while from the the pause on the cell phone ban going forward well, it's just unfortunate that it took six people's lives to be lost. Mm-hmm. Positive to happen, such as treating your employees with re- the respect and dignity they mm-hmm. deserve and not like children and not like you're the overlords and control oh. factors in their lives. Um, so, yeah, maybe we can argue that's a positive outcome, but it shouldn't have had to come to that. So that's why it's so frustrating for me. And so infuriating to hear stories like this where we're just we forget that your employees are people. Why are you treating them so badly? Yeah, Um, these are I mean, to me, this is a human rights abuse as far as I'm concerned. And I think criminal charges are in order. Jen, thank you for saying exactly and articulating probably better than I could have exactly what I'm thinking. Absolutely agree. Yeah. 
Absolutely, 100%. All right, so because we have so many things to hit on today, let's let's move on to this other topic that Jen, uh, Jen just sent to us in the chat like right before this. Uh, so Jen, do you want to you want to take the reins on this? I would love to. This article came across my news feed and you know it was a scroll stopper because mm-hmm. look at the headline TikTok's TikTok surpasses Google as most popular website of the year new data suggests this is a shock to the tech giants let me tell you um, they surpassed the Google search engine google.com tiktok.com got more hits more visits to their website this is something that is coming. Um, it, it's a, it's a disruptor. It's something that nobody predicted. This is a change in how people are getting their content. This is something that is going to have huge ramifications. These big tech giants like Facebook and Google are just did not see this coming, and I find it really exciting as a new per avid TikTok watcher this past year, I find myself using it as a search tool. So I found this was really interesting. Um, All hail TikTok. I am impressed. Yeah. I know that um, we actually did an episode where we were talking about TikTok and I did actually say, I did I did not predict that it would uh, surpass Google. I, I will not claim that one, but I did say I think that it's, it's going to be the up and comer and I actually think it's going to give Facebook a run for its money and I'm so glad it has. I'm so glad it has. It's still interesting to me that so many people, especially um, in this, I'm going to say, the mature age groups still think that TikTok is only for 16-year-old dancers because it's so not and I definitely need to get my butt over there as a creator in 2022 because it is definitely where I'm consuming all of my content or have done this year. So, all right, I want to give a contrarian <laughs> look at you, that, right? What we, would, we want so, you to. We're here for so, it. So look, it's not that TikTok's not great. I I mean, I was a big avid Vine user way, you know, getting to way back in the day at this point. And I'm kind of echoing what some other YouTubers have said about the platform is, and I didn't know how to articulate myself. So I'm, I'm utilizing what they said, right? But when you want, when I watch YouTube, I come away learning more. I'm always constant, like almost always watching something that's more about learning than it is about entertainment. And the thing about that is I'll watch a 10-minute video on YouTube, a 20-minute video on YouTube, an hour-long video on YouTube, and feel like I'm coming away with something. When it comes to TikTok, I feel very like I stuffed my face full of stuff that didn't I didn't learn anything because I'm just constantly like scrolling and and I you know, while I, I do feel the need to get on TikTok, uh, you know, talking with my wife, she's like, Well, why 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 is TikTok so popular? I was like, Well, because there's a lot of people that are dancing on there that people want to see without going to an adult website, you know, and it's not that that's the only thing. It's not that's the only thing, but I, to me, that seems like the big driver of traffic. I mean, when certain hubs.com are the biggest, you know, some of the biggest websites on the, on the planet, and you have this and it's surpassing Google. I don't know. This is what I think, Joe, you know, and I'm going to just, you know, talk to your about, you know, long form content versus short form content, I think, or or micro content really is what TikTok is, right? 
Um, I think what I appreciate about, appreciate about it is that the information out there that is that is being shared or the knowledge is being shared or the how-to video, you get the best in that three minutes, right? Because you don't have all the time in the world. Is that how long TikTok is? I didn't even know. I thought it was yeah. a minute. No, it was 90 seconds and it went to three minutes this yeah, year. Yeah, it went to three minutes. Wow. So, so, it, so what, it kind of forces people to get to the point, <laughs> um, get to the meat of the, of the content. And for busy people, like I loved it, just that scrolling. And I have gotten some, I've gotten marketing tips, cooking tips, um, decorating tips, DIY tips. Um, there is so much great content being produced by such creative, talented, knowledgeable, knowledgeable people out there. Is there dancing? Yes. And I love it. But it's also a really smart platform that gets to know your interests really quickly and yeah. starts feeding you the content that you, that you joy, enjoy and interact with. So um, I, I understand what you're saying, Joe, about learning more on YouTube, but I think TikTok has something really special to offer. And I was going to say the same thing, Jen. I think obviously the algorithm hasn't figured you out yet, Joe, because I have learnt far more on TikTok this year about some really cool stuff than I have from YouTube. And just like Jen mm. said, because they've managed to uh, bring it together in such a short, concise way, just got to the point, the stuff that I've learnt there, I've learnt all sorts on there. So, mm. yeah. Well, that, that, that I mean, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> no, that's good. That that's good to know that it's not uh, all. Uh, I mean, I know it's not all dancing and stuff like that. And I know that I I have short form content that I want to create going into 2022, especially now that the the holiday you know, once the holidays get over and uh, I can stop rocking my my Christmas stuff and and the Christmas stuff in the background for certain specific videos. I you know I can get get to get back to that, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I like I I haven't um put a lot of time into TikTok. Like I have it on my phone, but I I you know barely go and look at it ever. But so yeah, I I mean I applaud them for being able to do something that I I don't know when did did the article happen to say when the last time there was a site more popular than Google? <laughs> it was like twelve or fifteen years ago. Uh, Google wow. has been leading um in those numbers. You know, the other thing, Sam, and I'm sure you've noticed this too because you you're on TikTok along with me is. There is a certain culture that happens on TikTok that I have never quite seen on any other social media platform. And I'll, I'll give you a quick example. There is an independent creator. Her name is Emily. I forget her last name, but Sam, you might know it. And she, is it Myers? I think that's who you're talking about. No, no, but I, oh. I know. She's oh, also, that's Elise Myers. Sorry. Yeah, you're yeah. Elise Myers. Well, well, Emily Z or somebody, she, um, her whole account was she would get on there in like a very monotone voice and say, you know, I create logos. And she started improving, quote, improving the logos mm -hmm. of major brands. But it was kind of a joke, even though she was saying it completely seriously, she would make these terrible logos for well-known brands, she would, you know, they were awful. And um, what happened is she got so popular because of her deadpan delivery and, and she was just really funny. The brands on TikTok, major brands, changed their profile pic to her logos. And now she's even gotten packaging deals with like major brands like Urban Decay, whose logo she completely redid into this ridiculous thing. And now they have a line of cosmetics using her joke design. Mm -hmm. So there are some really amazing things that happen 
on TikTok that don't happen on these other platforms. And I find that really fascinating to watch. I agree. Did you see mm. the guy that made the, the big cardboard cutout? And, and forgive me because I don't know your kind of chains, but it was <laughs> like a, it was it like a, I don't know what you even call like was it a fuel station where you where you get food Jen can you yeah, remember so like a fast maybe a fast food chain or something yeah. like that so he made this cardboard cut out of himself made up this fake meal deal and put it in one of these restaurants within something like 72 hours it had got so much uh, foot traffic into this store with people asking for this fake meal deal when the store didn't even know how this cardboard cutout got there, that whatever the chain is actually rolled out his meal deal across the country. Like that is the power of TikTok. That is the power of TikTok. It's yeah, it's so amazing um, when these things happen. It's like these these crazy connections that are happening, and people are are really just love. Like it, there's this connection and this collaboration that's mm -hmm. happening between people that should, it should not be happening, but it's happening. I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's the collaborations. Mm -hmm. I've never seen people collaborating the way that they do on TikTok. And I think we're ready for it. I think we're, we're ready, ready for, for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yes, Tim, I agree. Elise Myers is so cool. I love her. <laughs> she I is love so her. fabulous. <laughs> I, I will. I will have to check her out there. I will have to check her out there. Yeah, uh, Regger, thank you for for joining us. Uh, the Million View Man, Super Joe Pardo. <laughs> uh, come on, man. It's uh, it's a weird feeling. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but going but going back to the meal deal uh idea uh you know piece right so i wanted to bring up this topic of of marketing so uh here i don't know do you have wendy's down down uh, no, in Australia? no oh that's that sucks i i really i mean look i don't go out of my way to go to wendy's but like if i have to pick one of those fast food places generally wendy's is, is pretty okay. much at the top of the list so more so than mcdonald's or burger king for sure uh, so they have been marketing like they did this a couple of years back where they were marketing their fries. Right. And they're like, oh, we got sea salt fries and it's this thing. But then after a while, they kind of died down. And now all of a sudden it's coming back as like, you know, our fries are hot and crispy and it's a guarantee. And if they're not, we're going to replace them for you. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And they're really going to town on, on the fact that they have premium premium fries. Uh, you know, quote unquote, preferred nearly two to one over McDonald's. I would agree. I, I much prefer Wendy's fries over over McDonald's. But what do you think, Jen? About the fries? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can't speak to it because I don't I don't eat fast food. Ah, uh, OK. <laughs> I mean, I don't generally. Yeah, well, I do. But mostly most of it's Taco Bell, honestly. But the reason I wanted to bring this up, right, is because I, I, I heard a commercial uh, talking about this where, you know, free fry Friday over at McDonald's at the Golden Arches, which is just a totally different aspect of coming at like, hey, we have high quality, awesome fries. Hey, we're giving them away for free on Fridays. <laughs> and and this, uh, you know, the battle of, you know, does this, uh, you know, here you go. Friday is better than ever. Thanks to free medium fries. Get them every Friday with a minimum $1 purchase only in our app, which pushes people to the app, which they did a really good job of back with the, 
Oh, what was the was it the McRib or or no the the egg McMuffin for like a dollar fifty or something for like a do, for the original price that it was back it was in like, like sixty nine cents or something wasn't yeah, it? Some, yeah, something like that. But you had to get it through the app. But you had like four or five hours in the morning to be able to do that and pushing people to the mobile ordering and the and the app. So uh, which is which is cool. Like I I am all for pushing you know give incentive get that carrot right and and get people to go uh, do the thing that you want them to do. And uh, yeah, but I just to me, it's just so interesting to see like two different marketing of the same thing. So our fries aren't better. They're free. (laughs) Do you feel like that's a bit of a devaluation of their fries? That's that's what I'm feeling. It's like you've got the really good fries, but we'll give ours away. That's that's how I'm feeling about this. On Fridays, you know, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, something that I don't, I don't think it's bad. I think I, I think the only the the differentiator there is is it's pushing people to the app, right? It's not just hey, show up and the you know get your free fries on Friday. Though I will say, uh, Wawa here in in the Northeast at least offers free coffee on Tuesdays instead of Mondays to get people trap foot traffic in. Does it devalue the coffee by giving it away for free when it's normally, I don't know what, I don't even drink, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know what they charge, but whatever they charge normally, they're giving it away for free on Tuesdays. Well, I guess going back to what McDonald's is doing, you really need to know what your outcome is, right? And that's what what I guess I missed there for for just a small second is that it depends on the outcome. What is it that we're trying to do? If it's that we're trying to push people to the app for, you know, to get their emails or to be able to send push notifications or, you know, giving away free coffee on Tuesday to create habits, then I'm all for that. I see a missed opportunity here. This is what I would like to see as a non-customer. Um, <laughs> clearly, there's a French fry war, and Wendy's started it. I would like, just like you see sign wars between local businesses, I would love for McDonald's to step, step up to the plate, just come to the come to the war, and instead of giving away free free fries, like maybe do something special with their fries to answer to this this challenge that Wendy has put out there and have some fun with it. I, I think it's a missed opportunity. This is the kind of, you know, we're talking about TikTok and sort of, um, you know, the, the trends and how people are consuming and enjoying content. I think that's something that could easily be taken to the TikTok platform and they could have fun with it. And hey, let's be honest, most people who eat fast food don't necessarily only eat at one fast food place. You know, people are bouncing between them and whatever's convenient, what they're in the mood for. So I don't think there's any danger that either of them are going going to lose customers by by just having fun with this french fry war and maybe in the end they will both end up with a better product and you know a little friendly competition so mcdonald's should go onto tiktok and have hotter saltier fries or hotter crispier fries let's just call it out you know, maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, that's one <laughs> one way to look at it, right? I well, it, it's 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 promotion. It's marketing at the at the end of the day, right? Having look, beef sells, you know, sells things, and not the beef like moo moo, but the beef like wrapper beef, right? And and things of that nature. Having having problems with each other creates conflict. Conflict drives clicks and views, and you know, ooh, what's going on with that, right? And uh, and that kind of stuff. So. 
I, you know, I, I, I don't disagree. I think, uh, I think it is a bit of a missed opportunity for, for McDonald's to step it up. And I don't think it's devaluing their fries, but, uh, but maybe it's also an overconfidence thing on, on McDonald's thing. Like, no, 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 we mm. are, everybody knows, like everybody already knows we don't have to advertise it, but you know what? We're just going to give it away for free as long mm. as you spend a dollar on Fridays. Like it's, a flex, it's a flex on McDonald's part. It, it yeah. very well, maybe, but I don't think their fries are really that good personally. We've got a bagel place here in Sydney that on the on the wall they've actually got painted uh, Sydney's worst bagels as um, as decided by a Google you know one Google one star reviewer and I have yes. I've never I have never gone there but I seriously when I saw that sign it was years ago and it's still top of mind because I thought it was so clever what they did to it and I will definitely get there one day. I love a business with a good sense of humor. It, it does, and, and Wendy's does on, on Twitter. If you don't follow them, you absolutely should. Yeah. They're perfect uh, in their snarkiness and, 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 and all that. But, 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 you know, Sam, the second part of what you just said is like, yeah, it is top of mind. You remembered it all these years, but you still haven't spent any money there. And that. Uh, in all fairness, it's like not on my side of the city. If it was around the corner or if it was on my side of the city, definitely would, but I'm not going to go in three hours of traffic to go get one bagel. No. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I mean, let's face it. It's not a New York bagel. So is it really a bagel? Well, I don't Well, you know, I don't know. It's, it's the Google's one star reviewers telling us it is. <laughs> <laughs> the record says that that same reviewer rated Joe's video, the worst video on uh, all of YouTube. <laughs> Quite possibly, quite possibly. Uh, So let's see. We have a uh, a question here that came up uh, Uh from Ed, who, let me share it here, says, uh, love these kinds of episodes. I'm thinking of launching my own skincare line, but it's terrifying to think about big names like Nutripina. Is that how you say it? And... Neutrogena, it's probably Neutrogena, Regina, right? Mm. And L'Oreal, etc. Any suggestions? Is it even possible and worth trying? And I, so I could have answered this myself, like in my live stream I did yesterday. So, you know, we did the holiday Christmas or the holiday party here on the channel. But I was like, you know what? Let me save this question for for two ladies who uh, actually use those products and and could also speak to it, considering that we have. Uh, about a hundred years of business experience between the three of us, I think we could probably give a better answer uh, than if I just answered it myself. So who wants to take a first stab at it <laughs> or first swipe at it? All right. All right. I will definitely go take ahead, a stab at this. Sam. Yes, I, I you like definitely have to go for this. You have to do this. Again, I'm, I'm going to go back to TikTok again. We have seen some of these micro businesses in fashion, you know, swimwear, in makeup, in candles, really own their niches in this is what I do, like putting their love into it, their little, um, their little piece of difference. And I think that I don't, I can't speak to you two, but for me, I am much loving buying things with a story behind a product and knowing that I'm supporting someone than these big conglomerates when I don't know what they put in their products. They're in it just for the money. I feel that I'm not the only one that is starting to think like this and I think there is a huge swing to or, or a huge swing away from some of these big conglomerates and I think that the timing could not be better to go out and do it on your own right now. Super passionate. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And just to piggyback on the wisdom that Sam just shared. Um, yes, it's terrifying, but you have to do it anyway. And, and don't think that you're competing mm. with L'Oreal and Neutrogena because you're not competing with you're not going to share shelves with them. You're not going to share a store with them. You are not competing against them. Um, you are going after a different type of customer, a customer like me, a customer like Sam, somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. want to see that mile long label of who knows what in our products. It wants to support a small business who loves small batch products that are made with quality and quality assurance. Um, that is the customer, you know, people that maybe want a clean product or um, a vegan product, whatever is your niche, or um, that is your customer. And are there a lot of cosmetic companies out there? Absolutely. There are so many. There are so many, but there's also a lot of faces. And there are a lot Mm -hmm. of women that are perpetually looking for good products that they can trust to put on their skin and feel beautiful. So I encourage you start small, you know, you don't have to go out and, and try to compete with Neutrogena. Again, that's not your competition, but you can start by simply getting on Etsy, going to local farmer's markets, telling your friends and family, starting on Instagram. It's a very visual thing. Uh, TikTok, absolutely. Um, I would love to hear mm-hmm. more. Honestly, I would love to get links to your products. Absolutely. I would love to check them out. I am always looking for stuff like this. Can I just say there's one thing that Jen and I alluded to. I wanted to say it now before I forget it, and this is a really important piece, and we didn't actually say it in specific words. Find your point of difference. That's the that's the bit that's going to be what is going to get you to cut through. So don't not just don't compete with L'Oreal, like really make sure that it's very, very different. This is why it's different that, you know, we use this specific rosehip oil that no one else does, or, you know, we use this because it cured a rash that I've had for 10 years and, you know, other, other products make it worse or whatever it is, but, but you need to find your unique uh, piece of difference. I mean, that's literally what I was, uh, well, most of what I was going to say. It's okay. It's okay. okay. I still have more to add to that though. You know, understanding and going really deep into the, the hole that like the L'Oreal's and the, the big, uh, names are missing, right? Because they're, they're not necessarily micro targeting, uh, that specific niche. So like get really granular with who it is that you're speaking to that that's going to, uh, buy the product. And then it'll make it so much easier for you to like hit that nail on the head with them. Right. And, and make them say, yes, like I want this. And we've seen it so many times, like all these shark tank pitches that I've done, there's been a number of, of, of beauty care products that have come on the show that I've done reaction videos to. And, you know, every single one of those ones that are even going to remotely be successful, the, the sharks almost every time say, don't worry about going into retail. That's like a pipe dream. Like, you know, it, that's like a lightning in a bottle situation of the right, the right, everything comes together. And there's a, there's an opportunity for you to go, you know, really focus in on that digital marketing, digital, you know, talking to those people digitally and selling direct will make more profit. You'll have less headaches and uh, you'll be able to really make that that personal connection. Uh, going back to like what Jen said, uh, with who that person is, and they'll be able to connect with you on that personal level and feel really good about buying 
your products over going to like the store, the big box store and buying whatever's on the shelf. So mm -hmm. really focusing on that person. Uh, I have that I all for my avatar guide, superjoepyro.com slash avatar, 64 questions. It's a workbook to answer, you know, each of those questions and get really deep into those, uh, what, not only like, are they an Apple or an Android person, but like, why are they an Android person? And what specific Android phone are they buying and why? So then you can look at the marketing of said product and like get really deep into like the specifics that are going to work for you for that particular avatar. So it's a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, it takes over usually an hour or so to go through each person uh, every time I've, I've gone through people with it. But it's it, it will make all the world difference. Don't worry about the big box, the Neutrogena, the L'Oreal's and all that. And remember this, right? Everybody started small. It's something that like, my dad used to always say, like, look, we, you know, we try to help other small businesses where we can. But at the same time, there's certain like we were small, too. And then we weren't small. And we were the ones that were at the top with the target on our back. So, you know, they have a, they've, they started small, they got rolled up, you know, they had lots of money funneled into them and things of that nature. You're not competing with them. You're competing. You're really competing against yourself in, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to getting that, that real targeted message to those people. Mm, give yourself a ding for that oh, last that, bit, Joe. Hey, I need to like get you guys the bell. We gotta we gotta get some stream decks yeah. so you can each pipe your own bell in. And then so we're all hitting the bell at the same time and it's canceling oh, the, <laughs> the sound sound. <laughs> Sorry, just get yourself just get yourself one of these for like a dollar fifty, you know, and then you can manually uh pipe it in. But yeah, so Ed, I hope we answered your question. I'll uh, I'll reply to this comment with this video so that he uh uh, Ed knows that we we uh, answered the question. So story time, story time. So Joe had to call customer service. Again. Oh, oh, hang on, a shock. No, really? Oh, I, I did. I didn't want Joe. to, especially because it's almost Christmas, I and can't. I felt really. I did feel legitimately bad. And my um, UPS driver had some four letter words to say when he came up and was like, "I know you what you were going to. I know what you're trying to get me to pick up." And I hope that it's in the box. And of course it wasn't. So so I'm going to try to make this as, as, as short as possible, right? Uh, basically, uh, my wife and I wanted to get a new mattress. You know, we were talking, we've talked a lot about mattresses on this channel, uh, on this on this podcast. And uh, so I was like, you know what? We, we really like the mattresses that we have for our kids. They work, they work really well. They, you know, it's um, Linen Spa is the name of the company. It's on Amazon, has, I don't know, tons of reviews right so i was like oh, okay cool like let's get the king size version of the full size bed that we have for them get that it comes it comes it took like almost a week to get here comes in this big long tube and you unravel it and you got to cut it open and it unfolds and, and blows up and all that well I, I was like uh i know you're supposed to wait 48 hours or whatever for this to like fully like open but it, it wasn't gonna take it wasn't going past a certain amount so I'm like, this is not a 10-inch mattress. This is an 8-inch mattress. And I knew that as soon as I put it on the bed and I saw that there was a big gap between where the mattress was and the bottom of the uh, headboard was. And I'm like, yeah, we have a uh, like a topper thing, but like that's not going to – it didn't even come close. So I was like, all right, this has got to go back. So I reach out to customer service via chat. Took like 20 minutes there to explain to them, yeah, uh, they st they sent the 10-inch box, but inside was an 8-inch mattress. Okay, no problem. We're going to get UPS to pick this up. I said, um, 
it's not going back in the box. But uh, but they're like, well, before we can, or, or sorry, before we can accept it, we need you to take pictures. We need you to take a picture of the mattress, the box, all the barcodes, the shipping label. I'm like, you guys shipped it. Like, what do you 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 know what it was? Like, come on now. So I did all that, sent it to them, and basically they were like, okay, we're gonna send UPS to you. Cool. I'm like, so UPS shows up the next day. And and I already went on there and was like, hey, uh, I don't think that they're gonna take this mattress because it's a king size mattress that's completely open. It's it's big, it's heavy, and it's not in a box. Like UPS doesn't do that, you know, they don't do that. So guy shows up, backs up in. He's like, I just delivered this like two days <laughs> two days ago. He's like, please tell me that this is still in the box. I'm like. I can't tell you that because it's it's not because it's not the right oh. mattress. Yeah, so he calls up his manager to try to do something. They can't do anything. He can't. They're like, you just have to cancel the the return, so or cancel the the pickup. So cancels the pickup. We had a great exchange. He was awesome. He was happy that I was being understanding because he's like, so many people are not understanding about this whole like it has to be in a box thing in order for me to take this. And I felt bad because I'm like, I know your trucks probably very full it's like one o'clock in the afternoon like two three days before christmas it's you know it's not a great time i feel bad but uh this is what amazon wanted to do so i get on chat and they're like okay or actually i call them right after that. i said hey uh this isn't this isn't gonna work so then they're like oh yeah, yeah we're gonna get our big heavy department to like work on this i'm like okay cool so then i get an email right after friends we we understand that there's a problem with your mattress, and uh, we would love to give you your money back as soon as we receive the product. And I'm like, nobody understands what a king size mattress is apparently, because if they did, they wouldn't be asking me to ship this thing back. So I called again after I received that email, and I got somebody. Was it? So I was talking to somebody. They gave me to their supervisor. That supervisor had to go and talk to another supervisor to figure something out. Then he was like, okay, I have two options. First option ain't going to work. I'm going to the second option. Talks to, I guess, a different supervisor or somebody else in a different department. That lady was like, yeah. So when I talked to her, she had to confirm everything. And she was like, the only reason I know how to do this is because when I first started working here, this kind of thing came up. And I'm like, thank goodness that we got you on the phone and not somebody else who just never had this can't understand how this happens. And she's like, yeah. So basically once they put something in for a return, they cannot do anything but accept the return. They can't just give you a refund or whatever. I was like, look, I'll drop it off at one of your warehouses. I don't really care. I don't want the thing at this point. It's not the right mattress. It's not going to work for me, period. So she's like, yeah, she's like, no problem. We're just going to give you a refund. Have a great day. But that's two hours of customer service between the chat time to the phone call and the phone call time, plus the time wasted with the UP. The UPS did uh, guy did have a drop-off, so it's not like it was a total waste, but it did waste time on his part at a very busy time of the year. So I feel really bad. And now I got this mattress sitting in my in my theater room that I'm not sure. I've been trying to call people I know to be like, hey, who needs a mattress? Who needs a king-size mattress? Do you know what's crazy about this story? That happened to if- me? <laughs> no, that's not crazy. And it's not uh, right? crazy that you, you were on the phone to customer service. That's just normal. That's the normal part of the story. The crazy part of the story is if this company sells mattresses, you can't tell me this hasn't happened before. Surely, right? surely they've got a system for this. <laughs> you would think, right? I'm sure that Jen agrees with me here. If you sell mattresses, there's got to be a return system. It's yeah. It's very, very weird. It's very weird. And I've always wondered about mattress returns because 
the major mattress brands that do the mattress in a box, they all have pretty generous return policies. Nectar, you can return your mattress supposedly um, anywhere within Whoa. 365 days. And I always wondered what happens if you call them on at one any day, but say 364, day 364, and you want to return the mattress, like, do they come pick it up? Like, because like Joe pointed out, mm. King Sa- any mattress is a big bulky item <laughs> and you can't, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. The mattress does not go back in the box. Um, so I always wondered about that. If anybody had ever tried to return their mattress and what happened now, I kind of know, at least from Joe's experience. I wish I had called them from the get go instead of doing the chat. Cause I feel like I could have gotten somewhere with somebody to like get it through their head that like this ain't go, you know, I'm like, there's a 0% chance of this going back in the box. The box is folded up. There's no way I don't have a vacuum sealer. This isn't, this isn't a thing. This isn't going to happen, but they, you know, they don't know. They're just customer service yeah. people. They're, I'm lucky that they're even real people in the chat. It could be a bot for all I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like an intelligent bot, like an a, intelligent AI bot wow. or something mm. to that effect. But yeah, mm. so I, it's, it's it's disappointing because like I got to get rid of this mattress now. Like, and it's it, yeah, we slept on it one night. So we're like, okay, well, we'll try it and see what happens. And it's like, no, nah, this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. You know. So it, it's just one of those things. Like I, they messed up. I'm and I'm kind of glad they did because like I, you know, once I. Once I got back on a, because we have a um a foam mattress, like a memory foam mattress. Once I got on that spring mattress, I was like, ooh, this is why I didn't like spring mattresses. <laughs> I've had our memory foam for like almost ten years now, and it still works just fine. It's just I was like, ah, let's 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 try. Like the, you know, Melissa really likes the kids' bed, so like let's let's try that. And I'm glad it didn't work out, and it wasn't my fault that it didn't work out. <laughs> this time oh saved by the mattress joe (laughs) yes but here's my theory though here's my theory my theory is that that mattress was not by accident put in that box and my and the reason i have that theory is because they have no 12 inch mattresses available in king size on amazon for it says like one to two months and the 10 inch the 10 inch there was like four or five available which is why i pulled the trigger and was like all right i'll just order it and then I guess I can return it later. Maybe I can return it to Kohl's like everybody else returns everything. Like I had to return the mattress topper to Kohl's. So that was like, but that, you know, that's foam. So you kind of fold it up and you kind of, kind of walked in and I had to help the lady stuff it in a bag and then another bag on top of it to get it to go. Anyway. So my theory is, is that they just, they probably ran out of 10 inches and we're just like, we're just going to put eight inches in the box because people aren't going to ship back a mattress. And most people wouldn't notice because most people, well, I don't know if most people are as big as I am at 6'3", you know, 250 pounds, but I noticed it like as soon as you, and, and as soon as you put it on the bed, you know, the, the, the way our bed is set up, like it was obvious that the math was supposed to work out 10 inches plus two inches equals 12, which equals what we had before just in the one matcher. So wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. It is not, it is not worked out Yeah, I got to get rid of this mattress. So I have some feelers out and I, worst case, I'll put it on Facebook marketplace and, and we'll get rid of it. I just don't want to throw it out. Cause like it was literally stopped on one night and it's a brand new mattress. <laughs> if you want a king size mattress, give Joe a shout. There's a million views of people that might go, <laughs> mm, 
I feel like a new king size mattress. Yeah. <laughs> that Joe, Joe has slept on. So maybe I should sign I can sign it for you. A real influencer <laughs> has been has slept here. A real life influencer has slept here. Um, he also he's got one million views and one million minutes on customer service lines. So, <laughs> You too can have this mattress. America's most known customer service line person. You should see if any of your customer service reps need a mattress. Yeah, right. I wonder if the customer service reps all get together and go, so what did Joe talk about today? You know he's on a list. He's on some sort of list. I reckon he is too. There's a secret club happening behind your back, Joe. Oh, it's like the Vegas, uh, the, the Vegas pinup board of the, the people that can't come in back in like the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, we did have a question here from Al Williams says a lot of times the CEO of a company doesn't have the majority equity as his partners depends on the money other people put into the company. Please speak on that. Thanks. Well, I guess this is true. I, um, you know, equity is a thing, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't like giving up equity personally. I think this probably happens when CEOs of startups need investor money to get their product off the ground. And so they sacrifice equity in order to make that a reality, right? So it's a trade-off. I don't know what I'm supposed to say, Joe. Okay. No, well, I'm I the can... same because I'm thinking that the CEO is there to do a job, not necessarily... Yeah, as the equity partner, like the CEO is the position, right? Um, so yeah. yeah, Joe, take it away. The way I'm uh, interpreting this, Al, and you can, if you're if you're still with us, Al, uh, drop drop some more chat to uh, to elaborate a little more. But the way I'm looking at this is like the CEO of a company, say like Disney, right, where the CEO is not the majority shareholder; they are there to do a job. Um, they are, but even on a smaller scale where we're not talking about multinational corporations, you know, top 100 companies in the world, it, it does become a, a problem because you go from if you were the owner and you, you know, give up that that amount of equity uh, where you are now just the CEO of the company instead of the founder, CEO and majority shareholder, you are beholden. I mean, you're always beholden to people that that take money, you know, you take money from and in exchange for equity, right? Like as soon as it's a huge responsibility. And I talked about it in a there was an interview I did uh, for a news outlet not too long ago, like a, a month or two ago, talking about the the glorification of ta of giving up equity in your company and and when that's really maybe not the best move to do. And people were like, "Oh no, no, I'm just going to sell equity in the company. I can get this get this cash." But and we I come across this all the time in the reaction videos is like the amount of money that you're asking for isn't necessarily a justification like there's not enough justification for that money of like what you're going to a do with that money and b not enough money that like you couldn't just maybe go get a loan or get friends and family to take you know to to get that money i mean when we're talking to me if we're talking about about a hundred thousand dollars or so in the grand scheme of, like, it is a lot of money but in the grand scheme of things it's not a lot of money if you expect the business to actually you know produce a profit and grow and flourish right i mean when i get to quote unquote a lot of money 
it's more it's north of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, usually around five hundred starting around five hundred thousand, two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand. Cause that that's all that is a considerable chunk that getting a loan for isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do. And not everybody has friends and family that can deliver that level of money uh to to you or the business. At least, you know, at that point you can maybe do a Kickstarter or something, but don't screw that up because you will quickly go to zero. Uh I have friends that have gone to pretty much zero and that was on a service or a, a digital product, not even a physical product uh from a Kickstarter. So uh, you know I, I think that the dynamic there is is it's tough because even as the founder you have your vision for it, but you're not running. Even though you're running the ship, you're really not running the ship because everybody else is actually, you know, have has their money in it at that point. Not that you didn't necessarily have money in the beginning, but you know, now it's it's your time, it's your energy. That's be, you know, of the three big, you know, the three big resources that you have, those are the two that you're putting in at that point. So I don't know. Does that help you? Either of you open up what your your thoughts are? I agree. Well done, Joe. Oh, well, well thank done. you. I appreciate it. I can second that. This motion has passed. Oh, Excellent. Sweet. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I said a thing. Okay, cool. So uh, I think that that uh, pretty much wraps up all the topics. And unless anybody else had any last second questions here, uh, I just, I, you know, I, I think the the way we could spend the last couple of minutes here with, uh, together, uh, let's talk about what we're, we're grateful for. I know New Year is next you know, next time we get together Thursday uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, Friday, 8 a.m. Australian Eastern time. Is it is it eight or seven? It's eight, right? Eight. It's eight. Eight. But, you know, who who would like to to talk about what they're grateful for through 2021, which has not been the greatest of years. And it's looking like 2022 is going to be a, a hot mess as well. Yeah, we're going to be having hot messes for a while, aren't we? Look, I, I am going to say as much as it's been a roller coaster for all of the downs, there's always an up, right? So we've had we've had um, lots of lots of downs, lots of things going wrong, but very grateful for my team, very grateful for my audience that's followed me through uh, the rebrand of my podcast this year from Thought Leaders Business Lab to Influence by Design. Very grateful for you guys. We started Business Geeks at the start of the year. We had a break. We're finishing the year together. Very grateful for that. And very grateful for my team that has that I would not have been able to do anywhere near what I've done with our company this year without our team. I'm very, very grateful for them. But something else I want to add, if that's okay, unless you want me to come back to it. I think that what I want to leave, like the message I want to leave people with today, because obviously, you know, this is a business show. The people that watch it are either in business or want to be in business. It's really important to take this time out for yourself, to recharge, to reflect, to rejuvenate and not to push through because, you know, we've had a crazy time and we're going into, you know, the next crazy time. It's not going to stop anytime soon, but that pressure is always going to be there. And it is so, so important to take time out, spend time with loved ones, spend time just, you know, um, looking after yourself, you know, watching Netflix, walking out in nature, whatever it is that you like to do, hanging out with friends, because otherwise, you know, after the few years that we've had, there's going to be a lot of burnout, depression, all sorts of horrible nasties. So um, definitely take some time out and look after yourself. Sam's service announcement is now complete. Yeah, this has been, this year has been a wild ride, right? We had so much 
hope in 2021. And it, I don't think it, it turned out quite like we were all hoping it would, but I still am incredibly grateful for so many things. I think my list is ridiculously long and I, I almost feel guilty for all the things I'm grateful for. But I would like to give a shout out to the scientists um, who developed our, our vaccine and our vaccine boosters. And now the FDA has approved, uh, approved a, a treatment pill for covid Thankful for the booster that I recently received and for science, um, the teachers, the frontline workers um, that are are helping us all get, you know, seeing the worst and dealing with the worst as we all get through this, try to get through this pandemic the best we can. So I will I will say that I am super grateful for my clients and my team. They all happen to be incredible women that inspire me every day, makes getting out of bed every morning a joy and a pleasure. It's so great to be able to look forward to to working every day and doing what I do um, and just loving every second of it. I just cannot be more grateful for that. Um, you know, my family, my friends, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm very fortunate. The list is the list is is very long. I've definitely had a, a lot of positive in my life. So I am also grateful for you guys because this is a blast every week to come together and talk on my favorite subject, which is business and small business and talk to other people who are interested in the same thing. And that is so gratifying. So thank you for that. No, thank you. Always so articulate, Jen. I always feel so bad. I should have let you go first. So I could have thought a bit bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I am in shock because I, I always feel like I'm just randomly stringing words together and hoping in the end that there's a period and that it makes sense. <laughs> Look, that's you know, Jen, I'm always your biggest fan. <laughs> right back at you, Sam. Oh, oh I, I'm a huge fan of both of you and uh that Look, the the the, the stringing together um, together words to make a sentence like look. If you go back, uh, there's actually was two popular videos before I talk about my grateful thing. There was two pop uh, two popular YouTubers that just did videos on Gary V and some of the crazy things that he has said through the years and just being like, wow, that's that yeah, those were words, <laughs> but they didn't make a lot of sense uh, and and didn't really answer a question or anything like. Uh, to that extent, it just, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of that going on, but I, I, yeah, putting, putting words together, it sounds good. Right. And that's what we're, we're trying to do from the, from the heart. Right. And that's, that's the important part, not just rhyming it, you know, be <laughs> being grateful for, uh, you know, for, for so many things for the, for, I mean, really the last two years being able to spend time getting to know like my kids. Right. And when I didn't get to do that, that as much prior, uh, is super, I'm super grateful for that opportunity to be able to be here, uh, pretty much since March of last year and getting to, you know, have my son where he didn't know who I was or he didn't, he, you know, he wanted mommy all of the time to have, I mean, he came out here cause he wanted me, but mostly cause he wanted me to come watch the movie that I guess they're starting in a little bit. Or maybe have already started. Now I'm looking at the camera, but uh, but anyway, so it, it's just those types of things um, that have been such a, a joy to me and have changed, you know, the dynamic of how I look at life and what 
what's really, really important to me and how I spend my time. And I and uh, you know being grateful for for my family and and for the you know the business that that's been you know to help enable all this over the last couple of years and you know to get to spend time with both of you starting since you know off and on since the beginning of uh, what January of 2020 before everything went really really haywire has just been an absolute pleasure and to be able to bring this back. Uh, and and now to have a bigger platform than ever for both of my businesses is just absolutely phenomenal. Look, I I talked about this the other day uh, on the uh, yesterday on the live stream that like look I since I was a kid bringing websites online from like ninety six ninety seven I've wanted to build a community. I've done the Yahoo groups, I've done chat rooms, I've done like all these things to like bring people together and digitally that is and and in person, but specifically to be able to to have this eight year or 20 year journey and and now like things are actually coming together and actually like building on onto each other and all the skills that I've learned over the years uh all literally coming <laughs> into one uh is is just phenomenal um it's you know it, it, I I'm super grateful for everybody that watches and everybody I've gotten to help and and learn and I'm even grateful for the people who think I have the worst channel on YouTube and have the worst videos on YouTube cuz look it, the feedback helps you get better and uh and maybe you know telling them that I appreciate them will maybe give them a, a nice day a nicer day than they would have had otherwise um and and I cuz I get to have great days every day for the most part and uh and yeah, so I I am uh, grateful for all of that, and I'm and even though twenty twenty two is shaping up to be potentially pretty terrible as well, the like let the good times roll, right? We only get to go through mm-hmm. this once. And there was a video I was watching the other day to bring it back to YouTube uh, that talked about would you rather be a king slash queen a uh, hundred and fifty years ago or like living in a New York shoebox apartment today. And I think the answer is I'd rather live in that shoebox apartment today because the niceties that I have available to me in that shoebox apartment are leaps and bounds better than living as a king or queen 150 years ago. Mm. Uh, I mean, running water is <laughs> just like literally the not, you know number one thing, running water. Uh, I, you know, I'll take that all day, uh, hot running water at that. So um, let alone cell phones and, and all the other things that we have access to, food, no, you know, and, and all that. So I'm um, super grateful for all that and, and so excited to see what 2022 brings, even though uh, probably not some great things on the horizon here. Well, time to collaborate, do some great things, surround ourselves by great people, and together we can actually get through it. We've proven that in the last two years. We're still standing, you know, we're still here, we still have smiles on our faces, we're still grateful, and it's, I think a lot of that is by surrounding ourselves by amazing people that we can really enjoy doing life with. So we'll just continue to keep doing that. A hundred percent. Lots of reasons to be hopeful. Yeah. And to double back on Sam, what Sam said about taking a break, take a break and and mm. lean into taking a break. Don't just take a break in the sense of like, oh, you know, well, I'm just going to do a couple of hours and then a couple hours mm-hmm. turns into a lot more hours. If, you, if you're in a position to be able to take a break, even if you're really not in that position, do what you can to take that break and lean into it. Don't just like, oh, yeah, I'm working, but I'm not really working, but I'm really working. Mm. Lean Sharpen into the axe. 
Shopping yeah. the X, yeah. Breaks, breaks are incredible for growth. Like I mm -hmm. can't tell you how many times I've taken breaks from things that I do in business and in in hobbies and in life, and then have been able to ex get exponentially better at it because I've taken that step away. Was yeah. the insights come in those breaks, doesn't it? The insights come, yep. the yeah. creativity comes. So taking a break could be the best thing you ever did for your business. Hundred percent. Maybe we'll talk about that uh, next next week and, and talk about that. breaks. Let's let's do that. All right. Well, thank you all for watching all the way deep into this. Again, we uh, we love our sponsor, my podcast or your podcast, concierge.com. Go check them out. We'll see you next week here Thursday, at 4 p.m. Eastern, Friday, 8 a.m. Australian Eastern time. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Merry Kwanzaa. Christmas. See you Merry then. Christmas. Take care. <laughs>